Right here, big dog. What yes, up, sir? bro? My dog. You well? How was the training, bro? Good. You good, baby? Good yeah, yes, sir. Well. Man, what's up, big dog? I like the setup, man. Me right here? Yes, sir. I mm. thought you was going to come with the pearls, man. Yeah. That's later on. That's later on. Fight week. <laughs> Fight week, I get, I get my nails done, pearls, everything. What, 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 what's in the red cup? It's water. Oh, Fight it's water. Week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have had some uh, Kool-Aid or something, but... Kool-Aid? We, we need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> I take no, that. Drink, I like Kool-Aid. Mm. Well, he can drink Kool-Aid. He, he get to yeah. 185 easy yeah. on. Like well, even my dietitian said I can have a couple burgers and stuff. Yeah, I'm ahead of schedule. Wow. You wear pearls? Yeah. yeah. Looks good on black skin. Really? Fuck yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. pearls like Pearl the, pearls. Like oh, you ain't the lady off yeah, Titanic man. pearls. Exactly. Who said they're for ladies? My assumption, I don't want to upset yeah. you. Nah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, what do you No, that's not that. It's like, you know, I just think they look good on blacks. It's like diamonds. If it was a diamonds are a girl's best friend, everybody wears diamonds. All these that wear diamonds. That sounds like somebody that got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And now we're getting paid. No doubt. Meanwhile, he got now. diamonds on his neck right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like like a real like it's, a, it's a vibe. Only certain men can rock it. I'm yeah. that guy. And, and you one of them. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gonna question you. <laughs> hey, we ain't trying to fight over it. For sure. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I find the head of witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I find the head of witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Hey, but man, welcome to The Pivot. Uh, freaky Fred, man, Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder. He's just freaky in general. Yeah, he just right. like a lot of nasty. Now, see, because I don't know football because of the way we grew up, where we grew up, but I know your face is these uh, yeah. talk shows and whatnot, so I see you guys on Instagram all the time. This is Israel Adesanya, the UFC middleweight champion, last style bender, the dude that is changing the way we look at fighters and the excitement that he brings, not only pre-fight, but every time he gets in the octagon, well, that's at least when people actually try to press him. And so, uh, and I'm RC, man, uh, DraftKings, Happy Dad, thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, like we always say, or like Freddie T always says, man, anybody can podcast, but everybody can't pivot. Bro, like, we just gonna jump right in, man. First of all, we know you training, the fight's, the fight's close, man, so we Literally appreciate just you. just got off, got out the gym. So yeah, fresh. How'd it go? I'm good, good session. It was a lactic capacity. Um, that's pretty much just getting ready for, we've done it for the last 12 weeks for this camp, but we always do it every camp. Just getting the body used to the lactic acid buildup and yeah, learning how to push while it's in your muscles. You know, you mentioned, you know, not necessarily having a ton of familiarity. Like for me, you know, I'm saying? I got the show with DC, DC yep. and RC podcast. Mm -hmm. I love MMA. I love the UFC. I think what you guys do is so different. Like even our sport, which people call the gladiator sport, you don't lock us in the cage with another man who's trained to kill. That, that's what you do. So first of all, just so much respect for that, man. But in studying, man, and just reading up on you since you started fighting, because it was so much charisma, so much confidence, what some might call arrogance. I was like, I want to see like what this dude's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and being from Nigeria and moving to New Zealand. Yeah. And I know you've told the story before, but when I look at you now, dog, 6'3", 6'4", 185, the best stand-up in the game, I was like, yes, sir. this dude been beating up people his whole life. But yeah. it wasn't like that for you in New Zealand. You said it was tough. What was that move like for you? It was culture shock. I mean, I've always said, like, I never knew I was black till I moved to New Zealand. 
like I knew my skin was black, but I never knew it was like a, a problem because I never really experienced racism in Nigeria. And then, yeah, it's it's part of my story, so you know I have to tell it, you know, and not just for me, for um, like the up and coming guys. Like there's a young kid Ram in my gym, Diddy we call him. He's a young black kid, uh, and I know he really looks up to me. But when I see him and I see what he goes through, and I see the way people treat him sometimes outside the gym then I like, it, it, it shows, it reminds me that, oh, it's still happening. It's still here, even in New Zealand, you know, 2022, it's still happening. So yeah, I speak out just so I help young guys like that understand like this ain't the end of the road. Cause when I was coming up, there were some dark times and I was like, man, this is, this is it. Like, you, you know, when you're young, you think this is the rest of your life. But then, yeah, I speak out just to let them know, like, look at me now, we're shining. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what were those dark times like? Like you say that you didn't, you didn't know you were black. That's a that's a phrase that comes. Yeah, because I knew my skin was dark, but I didn't know it was a problem until like you're, I don't know, you're walking home and kids on the bus start insulting you, you know, making monkey noises and shit like that. You're like, what the, do I even know these kids? I haven't told of a famous story as I've, I've told before is a, of a kid who kept on riding by my house on the weekend, you know, going back to your country, black and ease. And I was just like, I've seen this kid at school, but I don't know him. He don't know me enough to have a problem with me. And then the next Monday we had a little uh, scrap and he realized what to fuck with me after that. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a fighter then, right? but I was just, I just got mad. Cause after lunchtime, he just comes up to me, what's up black boy, boom, and pushed me. And I remember I was already having a bad day. So I got up crying and I just whooped his ass. Yeah, so shit like that still happens, but you know, it's part of life now. And I just, you just get tougher skin. You have a, a platform, obviously, so many eyes on you. Knowing that, mm. how much motivation is it, you know, for you to continue to be in great so you can inspire these kids, allow them to know that in spite of everything that goes on, wherever you yeah. are now, you don't have to stay there. You're going to have these challenges, yeah. you know, but fight, continue to push through much like yourself did. How much of, you know, having your platform is motivation to continue to stay there? To be honest, I used to shy away from it a little bit because I, I hate the term role model. Like Pac said it best, it's two of the fakest words, you're playing a role or you're modeling a behavior. So I used to hate that. But then when I did, um, you know, I sat, sat down with Mike Tyson, hot boxing, and he kind of challenged me on the idea that, no, you can't, you're that guy. You can't take that away from you. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And we'll have, have like a little back and forth. And he said something like, I'm a kind of guy that if you, I'm not married to any idea, no matter what, no matter what. If you give me new information that makes sense, I have to ponder about it myself and then my ideas can change. And he said like, well, are you faking a behavior? Are you modeling? Are you just being yourself? Right. And do these kids or these people love you? Then you're a role model. But I think it's cause that word is so charged with like, you know, you're that guy that's like, right. I'm, I'm, I never do no wrong. So, but when I talked to Mike and I was high as fuck on hotbox, it was crazy. <laughs> so then, and then I saw some joints from the spot and I went back to the house that night in LA and I had to think about it and I was just like, he's right. I'm not faking myself. I'm being my authentic self right. and people still like me and look up to me. So I am that guy and I am a people, I don't want to say role model, but people, someone that people look up to. Um, being, having this platform doesn't really, it, it never really, I guess, pushed. It wasn't what I did it for, but if people look at my life and see my story, whether they're black, white, Asian, Indian, whatever, and they take inspiration, from the way I live my life authentically, then I'm happy with it and I'm happy to have this platform. You're living under a microscope. So I still, I live my life, but I try not to push any kind of agenda like, oh, this is me, I'm perfect. This is, you know, 
Like, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. I, th I think that's the, but that's the best way to teach people. That's the best way to have people begin to admire you is authenticity. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much, it's so much fake in the world. And now, like, the real ones pick up on it and they pick up on it quick. And I think since you became, and, you know, probably, you know, right before, you know, Kelvin, I think that's when I, when I got an opportunity to meet you, like, and meet you, I was like, oh, no, he's just a real dude. You know what I mean? And I, and I thought that was always, you know, great to see. But another thing I love that's dope, you know, you mentioned, you know, not necessarily knowing you were black before New Zealand. And as being a UFC fan, like other than John, uh, Daniel, like we haven't had a lot of fighters there. It's like, oh, I relate to dude. Like, I like, like you know, like when Kamaru walks in and we, I mess with him all the time when we mm. talk, you know, I was like, dog, put a shirt on. Like, don't nobody <laughs> care about that you bitch. Like, you got, you got a suit on, dog, put a shirt on. But like seeing you and Kamaru and, and Francis, you know, as, as champions and winning and you guys sharing that bond, what has it been like to, you know, because I've seen you like on those podiums at that press at the press conferences and Sean Strickland mm. talking big and all these people, you the only face up there that's like yours, but having that bond with guys like that and being able to share in the moments of you guys having the strap, what has it been like to have people close? Yeah, I, I, sometimes I wish I was closer as in like living in the States because, you know, when I see them doing things and being out and about, but, you know, I just be like, man, I want to be with my, my dogs, my brothers. But uh, whenever I'm in the States, they always tap in. They always make sure I'm good before fight week. Um, they always check in and make sure, you know, everything's all right. And yeah, um, I think we're not just the last ones. There's more to come. There's definitely more to come because we've inspired a whole continent. Like, this is news. People don't even realize how big Africa is. Like, the continent of Africa. People just, they say Africa like it's, oh, I'm going to just some country. But I was like, nah, this is a whole con continent with how many different countries in it, right. you know? So we've inspired them because now they've seen, like, you know, football or soccer isn't the only way to make it in sports. Mm -hmm. They've seen, like, man, we are... You know, we know who our ancestors are. Yeah. We, we know who we are. So when they see guys like us on the big screen doing what we do, I know they, 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 they really thrive off it. And I get the messages all the time. I get people hitting me up, hitting my, my people up, you know, telling us how, how inspired they are by myself, Kamaru, and Francis. And I know for a fact, like, I mean, right now, the who, who, MMA always has, like, a, a certain nation dominating. At one point, it was the Americans, the Brazilians. Now, I think like the Dagestanis are the guys with the wave right now. But I'm telling you, and I've said this for the last year and a half, two years, when when the Nigerians or Africans, like when they really grasp the sport, just it's over. Like when 50 Cent dropped in the club, like it's gonna be over for a few years, man. Like, I'm being serious. Once they grasp it, because they're doing the most they can with what they have. But once they grasp that, man, we're we're great at this. It's everyone just take a seat. Yeah. And talking about grasping it, though, because you boxed, then you kickboxed, mm -hmm. and then the MMA, and mm -hmm. that, I know the worldwide MMA is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What, what, what was that maturation of your fighting career? For me, well, I never wanted to be a fighter. It wasn't like, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted, actually, I wanted to be a WWE superstar. That's what me and my family grew up watching. It's probably still UFC. coming, though. Oh, no, later on. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably still coming. Later though. on, later on. <laughs> But yeah, I, I got some, I got some shit to do right now. I gotta you know, keep this on this side. But um, yeah. So and also Jackie Chan was my guy. Was Bruce Lee to me? You know, everyone loved Bruce Lee, but Jackie Chan was the guy that made me look at fighting and look at it fun. But um, yeah. Over time, I just I think I had my first fight at 18, and the confidence I had for leaving that ring and kickboxing was just like 
the surge of just like, I don't know what it was. And I just chased that dragon. Like I've had it since, you know, I was catching in different moments, different pockets, and I, I, I keep catching it. But it's something that you can't recreate. Like no matter what you do, Dana says it the best. Like it's in our DNA. That side you have basketball, football, you have, I don't know, even hockey on that side. If a bright, if a fight breaks out on that corner, everybody stops what they're doing and just like, oh shit, are they going at it? Oh, because it's in our DNA. We all want to see a fight. So yeah, once I started to get it done and see how great I was at doing it, I realized like, man, I could be the best at this. Like what Ali said, I'm the greatest. I said it before I knew I was. Yeah, I did that. Fellas, I'm not even gonna lie, man. It's just so dope to have great teammates. And it's truly hard to build a great team. And in football, it's about your GM and all of those people. But listen, in business, it's about something like ZipRecruiter.com. It's a great scout to go out and find you people that match exactly what you want to do. Whether you're in Louisiana and you need a registered nurse, we got you. If you can be in Colorado and thinking to yourself, you know what, I need to find an accountant, a CPA, somebody that can really work with me, ZipRecruiter.com is the place to be and the place to find what you need. Bring up sports, recruiting, recruiting good talent. You say it in all aspects of life, whatever you're looking for, you have somebody that's vetting and bringing in the best. I don't need to look at everybody. I need to look at the small few that's gonna help my team and help my company become what they can be and maximize it. And that's what ZipRecruiter does. You just said the best though. If you wanna get the best, there's so many different tools and reviews you can get. Cause you don't wanna hire anybody. You wanna have the right person for your job, especially in this economical environment. You want to make sure you're getting the right person for the job without making a mistake. So filtering, reviews, just line your person up, you got your man. And you know what's crazy though? Four out of five employers that post on ZipRecruiter.com, they find a quality match within the first 24 hours. And so if you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings, you can start right now to find your perfect match. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-R-A-F-T K-I-N-G-S. Check it out. But it's crazy because I'm, I'm a novice in the sport. Mm. RC's the man. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I thought fighting was just fighting. Yeah. You know, and you told yourself you can be great at this. But a novice like myself, what would I have to hone in on and pay, pay attention to if I'm just Let's sitting there watching you fight for the first mm. time? Watching me fight for the first time um, to be honest, just enjoy the show. Like, especially when someone like this next guy's gonna bring the fight. So I'd say enjoy the show, boy. If you're watching any of my fights, um, something to watch out for is if, if you if you understand the game is the setups in the beginning. Even you watch some, uh, what's his name? Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva recently. Was Anderson was the guy. Him. Like, he was the guy that inspired me to be like, man, this skinny black dude whooping everyone's ass. Mm -hmm. I'm skinny, I'm black. Right. Yeah. I can whoop ass. So, but seeing the way he even fought Jake Paul in the first round, he threw no punches and then threw one punch and landed. You know what I mean? I was just like, that's that guy. No matter what, I even said it on my YouTube. Like, I watch guys like that, like Mayweather, when I see him hit the bag or hit the pads or even in an exhibition fight, I still appreciate the movement. I love to watch the movement. So when I was watching Anderson fight, for me, it was just like, oh shit. And watching the way he set things up. So you watch me fight, you watch the way I set things up. It's not about, it's about investing. I'm investing for later on. The leg kicks, the body shots, the jabs, I'm investing for later on. But then sometimes you get a fight where someone comes at me, like the Gastelum, like, you know what I mean? Someone comes at me. Have you seen that fight? 
the Gaston fight. I'll get, I'm actually ready to show hey, you. Yeah, hey, no, I know. I'm, yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm like that lie. fight was the first fight where I got rocked. I never got dropped. My ass never hit the ground. But I got rocked in the first round, and everyone was like, this is it. He's about to. They were the waiting on it. Yeah, they were waiting on it. They was like, oh, the hype train's about to go down. And then for me, second round, I came focused and I dropped him. But um, when a fight like that happens, just embrace the chaos, embrace the violence, and just watch it. Yeah. And playing football, we understand our training and what it entails and how difficult it can be. You mentioned uh, lact lactic capacity. Yeah, that's what we right? just did today. And, yeah. and, and the science side of it, you know, talk about that in addition to, you know, fighting itself, mm. the training and detailing the training. And then I think you were watching film when we first pulled up, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, uh, you weren't watching? He was watching his YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> no, Man, I, was, I, was, I was watching film, but uh, <laughs> the preview, the preview. See, yeah. the, yeah. my freestyle band of my crew, Luca, the best editor in the game, Jeff, camera guy right there, and Jeff St. La. My brother David, that's us. So they, 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 you know, show me the preview first, make sure I okay everything, and then I was just checking to make sure, like, okay, we're good. Yeah, now, I just wanted to get really yeah. speak to training, mm. right? Being more than just pulling up to the fight. Like, oh, this is man. real stuff. So and much. And then how much film do you watch? Me. I watch a lot of film when it gets closer to the fight. You know what I mean? Even lately, he just been on my Instagram or my pop up on my YouTube shorts. So I have a look and I'm like, oh yeah, huh. cool. But I leave it to my team. Eugene, it's almost like he recruited the old school guys, the expendables, the guys who used to fight with him back in the day. So Twister, Mike Angove, uh, Adam Johnson, uh, Andre and Frank, you know, our wrestling coaches, he's just recruited them to like, and they have their own, I guess, group chat where they talk about. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, the tendencies of this other guy or things I've done that day, you know, was I shit today? Was I good today? And Eugene, I think, is the mastermind that created the culture around what we do and the way we train. He's the one that organizes everything to make sure that, I guess, we're, we're fight ready. But it's more than just, like you said, I used to be like that as well. I, when I was, everyone thinks you just, you see a fight and it just happens. Right, you just It's like, nah, there's up. so much science behind it, so much. You watch a fight like, uh, okay, let's talk about the Whitaker fight. Mm -hmm. That one, we had a game plan. But in the moment, I called an audible. So I was just like, I was feeling him out. And I was like, I can bang with this dude. I can go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, match energy. Because I felt like that moment was too much for him. That's why I came out dancing, so flashy. So you you're talking about one? Uh, yeah, the first fight. The yeah. first fight, my bad. Yeah, so that was UFC 243 in Melbourne. Still the biggest show in history in the UFC to date. 57,127 people, you know? And I remember the sound in that arena. Back in the day, I watched Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm from the stands in that same arena. So, I mean, I'm very clued up, but yeah, that moment was too much for him. So I just decided to call it audible and I just imposed my will on him. But then there's times when I'm scientific and calculated, like the Brunson or the Costa fight or the Brad Tavares fight where I just smoke a dude and it's just finesse. <laughs> <laughs> you changed trainers, correct? Me, trainers, no, not real. Oh, well, my strength coach, uh, Base Benefit, 
Okay, because I heard, I was going to say, I, I was reading and they said something about complacency. Like, yeah, they he, all training. Yeah, training he's fine, like, like he's finally on time. He, yeah. he, was like, he, was like, he was like, he was like, I'm not saying, he was like, I'm not saying uh, he was late, was but he would show up right yeah, before. But, yeah, <laughs> but not, like, this, this, this camp was different because, I mean, it's only us four, right? No one's listening. Right, but not like, at all. This camp was different. Like, I, I just, there's times when, like I've said, this pressure makes diamonds. And there's, there's moments in a man's life where you have to step up. And this is one of them for me, because the last three fights, I showed up and I made each camp better than the last camp. The Whitaker part two fight, the was a Victoria part two fight, mm -hmm. and the Cannoneer fight. Each camp, I made sure it was better than the last one. But I knew I was gonna whoop these dudes, man. I knew I was gonna whoop these dudes. And then round one, I'm doing my thing, drop them, touch them, whatever. And then they realize after round one, Fuck. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't what I thought it was. Then they, they fight differently after that. I see it. I feel it. They know it. They'll never admit this, but they know it. They fight differently after that. And then they'll still go back to their game plan, but they don't fight with the same gusto. You watch the Whitaker part one fight. He fought trying to, trying to fight. Mm -hmm. Part two, once he realized, oh, shit, this ain't what it was. And exactly. Then they start to like move back a bit, go on the defensive, but this next guy is going to bring it. So that's why I had to step myself up and get to a new level whole new level for this fight and I've said less this whole fight you know he's talking he doesn't even speak English so I don't even have anything to say to him because he won't understand me doesn't he have the right to talk yeah exactly he beat me so he has a right to talk so I'm I kind of understand where Whitaker was coming from because the second time I fought him he didn't really say much yeah. so I was like I right, bet but I'll show him mm. I don't have to say much I'll show him the fight's already sold I'm the champion he's chased me from kickboxing trying to get this off me but I'm like all right I'm gonna show you this ain't kickboxing yeah. You know, you already mentioned, you know, what UFC 281 uh, is going to be, right? It's, uh, it's Alex Pereira. I've been trying to say that, bro. I got a mm. UFC show, and mm. I've been messing up that last name. Now you got it right. You got it. I think for like right, five yeah. months. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the excitement when he came over to the UFC was weird to me because it almost seemed like the excitement wasn't about him. It was off, about it was having somebody... It's off me. Everything's off me. He's, he's, he's coming off my hype. You know what I mean? Who's he beat apart from Sean Strickland? Nobody. He's beat some people, but no one of substance, you know. Right, so, you think even the fight before Sean, it goes three rounds. Three rounds and he yeah, had that was really his name. What's guy? Uh, Bruno. Bruno yeah. Silva, yep. Yeah. So he did, he, I mean, I saw that fight as well, mm -hmm. and I was like, huh, you want to go five rounds? Mm -hmm. You want to go one round at my pace, at my pace right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I know what it is, and I, I, I welcome this because I know that this is where, this is like the big money fights. There's nobody else for me to fight at one. Not nobody else, but like at that time, there was no one else that was really making noise at 185. So I'm glad that UFC pushed him and gave me this opportunity to rewrite history. You think about, you know, getting into, into, into this fight and what this moment is for. And uh, we're doing DC and RC, and there was a clip of you, and you were talking about the fight, and you, you said somebody's gonna get knocked out. Yeah. He's like, you know, either yes. he's gonna get knocked out or I'm gonna get knocked out. And I follow you closely and listen to what you say often. Mm. And the thing that struck me is I'd never heard you say that. Yeah, I never... is reality. Mm -hmm. So normally when I fight someone, they've never, I've never fought them. Mm. They've never hurt me or anything like that. So I'm like, in my mind, this guy can't touch me. But the reality is this guy has. The first fight was, eh, we all know. If you watch the fight, it was like, some scrupulous judging. Second fight, I heard him, had him on the ropes, referee saved him, and third round, beautiful story, comes back and finishes me in his own country, his hometown. Um, this time, 
this time it's my time to rewrite history. So I can't pretend like it didn't happen. I've, I've accepted that a long time ago. I never held on to it. I never chased this fight. I never thought like, I gotta get this one back. Mm -hmm. I was never that guy. So I let it go. I've made peace with it. This is a whole new fight now. But the fact that that's a reality of it, that it can't happen. But I'm like, cool. But I, I know what can happen as well. This ain't, what is it, 12, eight ounces. These are four ounce gloves and I hit sharp. I, people don't say, I, oh, he doesn't have any power. He's too skinny, this and that. You see me in real life and you know what it is. Yeah. But trust me, when I put this on people, when I hit sharp, it's different. Mm -hmm. So I know when I touch him, and I'm very accurate. I'm very accurate and also de defensively smart. So when I touch him enough times, and he's got to, I would be, his head <laughs> is a fucking block. Like, I fought a few blockheads in my time, but I remember his head is a block. Even when I watched the fight, the second fight back, when I heard him, there was a point I kept on putting it on him and he tried to come back. And I, I kept on beating him, beating him, beating him. And the referee had to jump in to save him. I know he's going to bring it, but he has to realize, I hope he underestimates me. It feels like he is. It feels like he's underestimating me, but yeah. Is that, is that because he's talking he's, a lot? Yeah, he's beat not? me. So he's making all these memes and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm working. I'm just going to keep working. And when it's time, when they shut that door and they lock him, they, they can't save him. He's going to back his words up. Yeah. That, that, where does that come from, Bill? You said that I about said that years ago. It's never been about the belt. Like, the belt looks nice. Gold looks good on black skin, so does pearls. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, for me, it's never about the, like, without the belt, I'm still me. Yeah. I've always been. I, but that belt says know. you're the best, though. That says you're I've the best. I've been said I'm the best. I, before I had that, I said I was the best. Yeah. I said it before I knew I was. When I got in the UFC, I told him I was going to be champion. Before I got in the UFC, I told people I was going to be in the UFC. Before I was in King of the Ring, I told people I was going to be a King of the Ring champion three times now at two different weight classes one king, you know? Um, I've been saying all this, but for me, I didn't even know where my belt was. This is the first time I've seen it in how long. I don't attach myself to it because a lot of people do, and I see the way they carry themselves over, over the years. A lot of people, and then when they lose it, or they lose a fight, or even sometimes they undefeat a record, I see people get, get attached to that. Who said it recently? Uh, what's his name? Sean Brady even just said mm -hmm. it was like a pressure off him. I didn't feel that. I felt a little bit of it, but he said like, oh, because I knew, like, you can lose. I've lost in life. I've lost in kickboxing. I've lost in boxing. You know, I understand losses is part of life, but they make you better. They make you have to step up or they, or, or they can crush you. So it's, it all depends on how you take it. So for me, this is nice. And with or without this, I'm still the champ. You know, you mentioned uh, Kelvin mm. earlier. And I, I think people, people always get a kick out of it because you fought Jared. You mm. fought... Uh, Romero, uh, Paulo Costa, like all these people that when you look at them, it's like, mm. shit, I ain't trying to get in the octagon with them. Yeah. And then like Kelvin steps up and he's like short and, yeah. and pudgy. Going into the, the last round though, mm. uh, it's the famous, the famous video and people always yes. put the captions. Let's go. Yeah. Every fucking time, yeah. every fight week, they need to replay that video. Yeah, people look so at that the was, captions. That was the story of that fight. First round, first time anyone's ever like rocked me in a fight in the UFC, right? Second round. Um, I come back and I rock him. Third round, I whoop his ass, do some work. Fourth round, I'm beating his ass. And then he places like the masterful chest move of throwing a high kick after not throwing a high kick the whole fight. And then we get to the corner. And I never sit down in, in, in between corners. I never sit down. But then my, my arms are on the fence and then Eugene's telling me something, giving me the speech. But then I turn and face him. And I remember just like, in a split second, I signed my life away. I, I accepted that this is, this is how I'm going to die or I'm going to whoop this dude. So I said to him, you're not going to beat me. I'm prepared to die. Hmm. And I said in my Yoruba phrase, Ayabiekun. 
And then we just went at it. In the fifth round, I just found this new level of gusto that I never even knew I had. I just took it, I, I took it to a whole new level that I dropped him, I think, four times. Mm -hmm. Most knockdowns in a championship fight in the UFC history. And I was trying to, when I say I'm, I'm prepared to die, I'm prepared to kill as well. And people think I'm joking about that, but if I had died right there, what a glorious death. But then if, God forbid, a knocker wouldn't have happened, if he didn't make it out of that fight, I would have slept well that night because I was willing to give myself. I was willing to give my life. And people think that's some, oh, he thinks he's in the anime. Well, whatever. I live my life the way I live my life. You know, I was ready to go. And I just went, you know, and that, that round is crazy, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, just going back really quick, Mike even said on our show when he yeah. came on that uh, after he lost to Buster Douglas, mm. he felt so much relief, yeah. so much relief lifted off his shoulders. Mm. But you said the belt. Obviously, mm. you're a champ, and we know what comes with that. Sometimes complacency can set in, right? And sometimes you can get hungrier yeah. to maintain. What's that constant, that one thing that you have to constantly, you as Izzy, got to remind the champ and vice versa. I just have to remember who I am. Like the way um, Mufasa says to Simba, remember who you are. Like, remember who I am. Because sometimes, I don't live in this frame of mind where I'm like, because you see a lot of people, even in my position, they walk around looking for static. They're like, the macho guy, this and that. Like me, I'm soft, you know, I'm chill. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I'm like, damn, that would've been cool if I caught it. <laughs> I hit him though. Strike two. I, no, I hit him though, I hit him. The, the, I was like, oh, I got away. But um, yeah, so for me, I mean, I don't like to walk around like, you know, boisterous and macho. I have nothing to prove, you know? You see what's happening these days. A lot of these men are emotionally dumb. They don't have emotional intelligence. I'm very emotionally intelligent. So I have to remind myself that remember who you are. I'm a motherfucking savage, bro. Like, I, I don't live that way. I don't ride around with no guns or nothing, but I have to remind myself. Once in a while, I remind myself. Certain workouts. The last one that reminded me of that was our last sparring session in NZ. Yeah, I, blood was shed. And I remember I was just, it's on my YouTube. You see me, I was like, ah, I, was, I was loving it. So I remember I went home that day, just hyped, got the clip off Jeff, studied the footage. And I was just like, it just reminded me, like, I'm that dude. Everyone's like, I'm him, I'm him, I'm him. I'm like, nah, I'm Z, they, whatever. Nah, I'm me. And I am is, me. Is he talking to the champ? Yeah, now I am me. me. Exactly. Is that the same mindset? Vice versa. And vice yeah. versa? I am me every time. So I just, it's just good to remind myself that, yeah, I'm that dude. I can go to that place, that darkness, and thrive. Not survive, thrive. Yeah. That, and that, that's the thing too, and I'm not ready to die. Yeah. <laughs> so please don't I'm get not, upset. I'm not either. I'm not, but okay, in that moment, in that moment, I swear to God, wallahi, I was ready. Like in ready that moment, so I was I was like, this is it. If he takes me out, he takes me out. Oh. But even with this fight, I've already accepted this is it's not gonna be a long fight, but we're gonna see who's that dude. We're gonna see who's that guy. Can he hack it? Can he go five minutes with me? Can he go five minutes at my pace? Can he go you know, 10 minutes at my pace, you know, that's, that's we're gonna find out who's that dude. If we're swimming, who's gonna drown? Yeah. I'm gonna drown him. You gonna drown him, so don't yeah. drown me, cause yeah. if I get my ass whooped by a guy in flip flops, <laughs> you gonna take man. all my confidence as a man. In white flip flops. But, you're but, lucky I ain't got but, the pearls on. You got, yeah, if you wear well, pearls, if you whoop my ass in pearls, I, I'm ready to die then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, you talking about this savage stuff, mm. But you a grown ass man that what loves cartoons. Yeah, that's me. 
with that anime stuff. Like, That's what is that? You be doing the little, the, the little Naruto run? No, no, no. Naruto. It's Naruto, man. The Naruto run and all that. What did I do that? I did that in um, the Brad Tavares fight. I did the roly poly in the ring and Naruto run. Yeah, that's just me having fun. You know, people like different things. Like, example, I see people spend $10,000 on a bottle of wine. I don't get it. I don't, I wouldn't say it's stupid because I don't get it. I don't understand. So it's, it would be ignorant of me to say, oh, that's stupid. Oh, why would you spend 10000 It doesn't mean anything to me. But even the wine tastings, I've been to them, and I'm like, tastes like bad Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's just me. I don't drink wine. You know, this is no, no disrespect. But certain things just vibe with me. And that's what I was saying earlier, living authentically me. Yeah. You know, when I fought Robert and I did the whole dance, you know, because back in the day, people used to make fun of me for crumping in the... In the streets with my boys, throwing sessions at nighttime. So for me, that was a big fuck you. Like, yeah, I'm crumping on the biggest stage in the world. And I did the whole shadow clone, whatever, with my boys, Naruto run. That's just, and then people start to vibe. If I'm living authentically me, yeah. those who love me will flock to me. So, and, and I see CV was like, oh, are you trying to capture that anime fan? I was like, nah, I was just being me. Right. You know, if you're you, no matter who you are, if build it and they will come. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Build it, and I built it. And they keep coming. But you, you a grown ass man, one of the most dangerous people in the world with your body, and you leave that to go watch a cartoon. Yeah. I, I don't. To That's your me. point, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand what an anime is. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying. I'm gonna make you one of my life at some and point. You watch yeah. a cartoon. It, it excites me, and I get a lot of inspiration from the stories. If you want, uh, like, say, what's a good one? Avatar. You know, um, the last Airbender. If you if you watch that, if you have kids. Watch that with your kids, just because they'll get so many life lessons, so many beautiful life lessons from those stories. And also, for me, the main thing about anime is the fight scenes. I love the fight scenes. They're so cool, the way they're, they're flowy, they're animated. It's, you know, I just want to emulate that sometimes, and I do. Yeah. Have you been able to uh, parlay that in marketing? Meaning yep, definitely. Um, but we're, we're, I mean, I, I'm in talks with... Uh, I mean, I've done, what did I do? Bucky voiceover. That was my foot in the door. I did the voiceover for Cameraman Listen. Um, but yeah, we got some things. I've turned down a lot of things too. Tim knows. Like a lot of things that just because I couldn't do because of time constraints. But later on in the future, best believe you will hear me on Pixar, some Disney works. Um, yeah. Even my own production. I'll make my own, like, I guess, what's that thing? Love Death Robots. I'll make my own little shorts as well and voiceover. On that, that'd be cool. Just real quick, who's the who's the best anime character out there? Is it the Kamehameha? Nah, that's I Goku. Mean, Everyone, Goku is a classic. Goku is legend, a classic. legend, okay. yes, definitely. But everyone is different. This is art. Art is subjective. And one man's Goku might be another man's Vegeta. So it's uh depends. The the best out there, I can't say there's a best out there, but each each fight, I channel some kind of character. Like the Anderson Silva fight, I was Challenging, uh, what's his name, Rock Lee. You see me when I when Bruce Buffer was announcing my name, I took the weights off like Rock Lee did. I dropped it, did like this cool cartwheel, fucking ninja shit. Yeah, it looked cool. Um, <laughs> what's another one? The Robert Whitaker one fight, Death Note. That was the anime. So I took the his name, wrote in Death Note, round two, KO. Close that off. Jared. Jared. What was that? That was that was this summer. Undertaker, no, I had that, but the theme for that was Darkness. Undertaker, 
How'd you, come, how'd you come up with that? Because I'm, si- I'm sitting I'm in the vessel, arena bro. and you come out and everybody goes goes crazy. One, yeah. it was the longest walk ever to the Good. octagon. You know why? Miyamoto Musashi, he's a great samurai, mm-hmm. great samurai. Uh, if you read the Book of Five Rings, it's about him. He used to make opponents wait for hours, for hours. And then by the time uh, he gets to the fight, you know, they like frustrate. Where the fuck are you being? Da, 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 da. And then they draw their sword wrong and then one slice, they're dead. So that was a little tactic to like make him wait a little bit, let him get cold, you know, while I walk out, you know? And I could see he was trying to kind of break me a little bit because he was looking behind and I didn't break, I just looked at him. But yeah, um, this fight though, I want to make it a horror movie. Yeah, I want to make it a horror movie. You'll see. You'll see. Those who's already been around me, they know what I've been playing. They know the, 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 what I've been working with, but you'll see. When it's time, I'll make it a horror movie. Now that we're about halfway through the football season, hopefully you've got an idea how teams stack up against one another. So why not add a little fun into the mix? Today's video sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is dishing out an awesome offer for all their new customers. All new customers need to do is sign up using promo code PIVOT, bet $5 on any pregame money line wager, and receive an additional $200 in free bets if your bet cashes. That's right. New customers who bet at least $5 on any team to win straight up will get an additional $200 in free bets if their bet hits. Plus, with same-game parlays, you can combine multiple bets on the same game to give yourself a shot of even bigger winnings all season long. For those in states where sports betting is not yet available, don't forget about DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they have been innovating even more ways to win some cash this football season. And don't forget, the basketball season tips off soon, and DraftKings has tons of ways for you to get in on that action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code PIVOT and receive $200 in free bets if their pregame Moneyline bet hits after placing a $5 wager. That's promo code PIVOT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, so they call me Freaky Fred. I don't know why. I like it. Still trying to figure I it out. Like I don't it. know You why. know why they call you Channing, Freaky Fred. We know why Channing's, nasty. Channing's freaky because he like, he like meat in his eggs when he had the noodles coming. <laughs> RC's neutral. Neutral, I bet. Yeah, they're, they're neutral. That sounds bad. Nah, well, not. He just like everybody. Yeah, he's yeah, just, like, neutral means they can go either way. Yeah. Right. He opened the lid against dark. So, but, you know, you're a savage killer. You the champ. How do you find time? Like, I don't fucking want to really know because I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna subscribe to it. I want to know. But you're, oh, you do? He has an OnlyFans account. I don't want to know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So my idea. <laughs> okay, so this, I was the first. What kind of shit you be doing on OnlyFans, bro? Nah, that's not what you think. But I was the first. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact he knows that. Respect. But I was the first. So when OnlyFans first came out, this okay. was uh, about two years ago, right? And for me. You know, all the sex workers and whatnot were, you know, gravitating towards it. And, uh, you know, I was looking at it like, it's in the name. What does the name say? OnlyFans. Exactly. Right. So I was like, and I've seen sex workers or sex work has been the indicator for any technology that's going to... The internet right. was not made for porn, but it's the biggest right. thing on the internet. Like, 80% of the internet is sex porn sales. or something crazy. Exactly. So it, and it indicated to me that this is going to be the next platform. 
I know right now it's a little bit dirty. And also, I like a little, you know, I'm freaky too. So I was just like, <laughs> I wanted, yeah, to, atta I wanted to attach myself to that, right. but without getting freaky on OnlyFans. Right. But um, all the stuff I'm doing on YouTube right now would have been on OnlyFans with a paywall. Mm. But only problem was Nigeria had it blocked. Uh, mm. UAE had it blocked. China had it blocked. I lived in China for a while, so big market over there for me. So I was just like, oh, that means I cut like half my viewers mm. or demographic. They can't see my shit. So that's the only reason I went to YouTube. Shout out to my brother, David. He's the one that kind of headhunter of that. And then, yeah, we're doing well now, like over 700K subscribers, whatnot. But OnlyFans would have been the one. I liked the idea. It was, like, it was great. The paywall, all the great content we're doing, but just maybe $3 a month. Right. Wow. You know what I mean? And I, I did the calculations as well. Yeah. So I was like, if I, and I was like, oh, I'll be rich. <laughs> Chan, I'm surprised. Thought. I'm surprised you let the OnlyFans things go. No, well, I had to ask now. I was letting him get finished on why he did the OnlyFans. Nah, but I, I know you, 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 you doing okay with the women though, ain't it? Yeah, I'm good. I, no, I got, I got a woman. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. why but... you do that? They <laughs> 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 gotta use that. They nah, gotta use that. I don't want no me too. I've seen the way these people's moving out these days, man. I don't want no me too. I'm just trying to chill, <laughs> live righteous. <laughs> man, you know, there's been. Like, it's, it's so dope to sit down with you. Uh, I've heard, you know, some of these stories, some of this stuff um, is new. You talked earlier about moving to New Zealand and not necessarily finding out that you were black, mm -hmm. but the first time you realizing, hold on, some people, some people don't vibe with it. Mm -hmm. This this is not something that's accepted. Never talked to them, nothing, but they just didn't vibe with mine. Right, just based on, based on the color mm -hmm. of your skin. Mm -hmm. uh, you're obviously one of the biggest stars in MMA, obviously one of the biggest stars in UFC. And inversely, and I don't know if it's inversely, but Joe Rogan is also one of the biggest stars in the UFC. Yeah. It was the big thing of Joe Rogan where people got really bored and they went pulled every time he said the N-word. Yeah. Right? They pull it and then Joe comes out with a statement. And I thought the statement, I thought the statement was very aware mm -hmm. to, to be honest about what he felt at the time and yeah. then moving forward who he decided that he needed to be and what he's learned from that. You actually came out and said, in, in defense of him, and it was tongue in cheek, mm. and I don't say it, but you was like, Joe Rogan's my, like, that's my N-word. Mm. What, you know, we talked about your platform earlier, we talked about the things that you've gone through. What was it that made you come out in defense of him and use that phrase in that manner when talking about Joe Rogan? First off, I like to piss people off. But secondly, I know Joe. Mm. I know Joe, and that's far from the truth. And I could see what was happening at the time, he signed this deal with Spotify, $100 million. Mm -hmm. He had this platform that he controlled. No executives, no head honcho telling him who he can put on. And Joe would put, I don't know, they had their left and right wing or whatever. He would put someone from the left wing, sit there, ask questions and listen to them. And he'll put someone on the right wing, sit there ask, and listen to them and let the audience make their decision. Mm -hmm. But some of the people he was having on at the time weren't fitting the narrative with the whole COVID thing and the misinformation, which we find out now that wasn't really misinformation that they were spreading, but no one talks about that. So for me, I can see through the bullshit. I can see through the bullshit. And I was like, you guys, you, we've seen this fucking thing play out before. You try and cancel somebody. Right. So for me, I just felt like, yeah, fuck them. I'm not gonna let people try and like, you know, take down a, a guy that I know who's far from it. And for me, I was like, do you know how much manpower it takes? They don't get bored, they didn't get bored. That was a whole systematic right. approach to try and deplatform him or whatever, but it didn't work. He's still the biggest platform in the world. So for me, I went to defense for him because that's my dude. I actually know him. 
And I know that's far from the truth. And I'd hate for someone, bro, go on my Twitter. I'm sure you'll find something. I'm sure they'll find, they can find anything to try and, you know, uh, cancel it. me. Right. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I live my life the way I am. I've told people I'm not perfect. So that's why I say the same thing about me being a role model. So if, you know, you go deep and they go like, oh, well, he actually liked this porn star's tweet from 2018 uh, and, you know, she was doing this. I'm like, yeah, she was raw with it. Right, right. <laughs> hey, 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 this X and XX. Exactly. You know that one? My dog. <laughs> my dog. My dog. Hey, why like you, the, why the, you use that one, Shane? Yeah. Hey, it's, 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 it's raw. Quick. It's quick, yeah. Exactly, it's quick. and that blue and, screen, and it's kind of seedy. Yeah, yes. look, I, I like a little, yeah, it's, look. it's giving, like, Windows 98. Standard definition. Yes, I don't want no high you. definition. Porn. Thank you. Yeah, all I want that old and whatnot. Nah, I look nah, bush. I like. I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he freaky freaky. I'm just freaky Freddy. Yeah. Freaky, freaky. Yeah, he, he, was, he was. I think he was trying to talk your brother into going to a nudist colony with him. So what? Yeah, yeah. What, what was, was that? The nudist colony. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was the whole thing with um, we had Kevin Hart on. And oh, I explained shit. to him that, yeah, me and my YouTube? wife, we go to like a nudist yeah, resort. A, okay, I'll watch yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that. And you more than welcome to come. You go no, out I'm here, good, I'm good, I'm good. When Pereira? <laughs> Pereira? Yeah. You go out here, what, Pereira's ass? Pereira, oh, Pereira. Yeah. <laughs> and then, man, we go over there, hang out. Easy, a good done, time. done. Easy, Tim, man. book it. <laughs> Easy, dog. I think, you know, and we've got to cover, cover a lot when. You lost to Jan, you know, it seemed like one of those things that, one, you took it extremely well, like you was talking to him, and you know, you mentioned that it's, it's not about the belt and you're not attaching yourself to undefeated records and those things. A move up to fight a champion that was bigger than you, that took you down and kind of laid on you for the last two rounds and losing that way, mm. that's different than being the king of 185 pounds and fighting someone who has beat you, who for the first time, I think in your UFC career, people are saying, okay, this is the one, this is the time. And we had Floyd on the show and Floyd's a, a, a good friend of the show. Yeah. And I remember when people used to buy his pay-per-views, there were some that wanted to see him win, but most watched to see him fail. Yeah. When you think about what you've become in the UFC, did you always expect to be this polarizing? Yeah, I always did, um, just because I know who I am. And I knew I wasn't gonna sell out, uh, I guess, my values or my, my essence, my way of being for a dollar or just to please people, you know? I did come from that background, living in, you know, trying to fit in. I used to be a people pleaser. So as I got older as an adult, I had to like, just, I would say kill that side of myself or that young side of myself, but I had to show them love and just be like, nah, we, that doesn't serve us anymore. So now I just live me. If people don't like it, they don't like it. And I like the fact that people this fight, they're like, this is the one. Because they always say that. When I fought, let's go to Bronson. Oh, he's never fought a real wrestler. He's going to take him down and whoop his ass. I fought Tavares before that. Was it before that? Yeah. Oh, he's never, too soon. T top 10 guy already? Nah, too soon. Took care of him. So they always say that. And this time it's again, I'm like, and that's why I say, I'm like, do you want to watch me get knocked out? Or you want to watch him get knocked out? Mm -hmm. Tune in, buy the pay-per-view and you'll find out. We got, the, we got the check, my, my, my pops got the check like a week and a half ago. Second best, my bad. Oh, it was nice, it was nice. Oh no, was the Jan one the best? Jan was the best, yes. Second best, it was the second best, so it was a nice check. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be the best one yet. Yeah. I know this guy, this, I don't have to say shit. I've said less this whole, this whole, this is the most I've spoke about this fight leading up to this, uh, 
this game. But um, yeah, the fight's already sold. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I know exactly what I have to do to keep, you know, being me. And yeah, I look forward to it. But I just want people to think whatever they want to think. And just, because that sells. Same thing as Floyd. It's like, ah, we'll see. Yeah. You know, with that, man, you're a champ, bro. And you, you, you shout out your team. You've given everybody their flowers and their credit. Mm. You know, that's a lot of work. A lot of you named a lot of people. We just play football. Yeah. We go out, we train, we get it in. We got a financial guy. You know, maybe one other, maybe two other people in place to mm. manage our lives, right? But you just named a million people. And you talk about the checks and your dad getting a check. How much uh, input, you know, do you have? How much do you worry about all those outside mm-hmm. things versus, you know, yourself getting ready for these fights? Do you put a lot of input on mm-hmm. your, your your management? Everything, the buck stops with me. I don't like to, I, it does, the buck stops with me. Like nothing major happens without my final say-so. Um, you know, I have people who are smarter than me around me, people who are smarter in their field around me. So that way, I don't want to end up as, because I've, I've watched, you know, the news and tabloids and whatnot for so long, and knock on wood, I still haven't ended up in TMZ for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I go there voluntarily is a reason why. So um, yeah, I just have the right people around me, smart people around me to look after me. Um, even if you talk about, say, example, the money thing. My dad's a chartered accountant by trade. Mm. Who else? on this planet is gonna have my best interest yeah. at heart. The UFC knows what I get paid. They don't know what I'm worth. As my dad quadrupled my money, like crazy. Yeah. So, and he wants the best for me authentically. Right. I don't charge him, but I've semi-retired my mom. I've been trying to retire my dad, but he's still, my man, you know, he's Nigerian. He like to work. He like to get, you know, <laughs> also, they like to also. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna retire him soon and just make him just work for the family, not me, but just put my little brothers, my little sisters on as well. And yeah, I just have the right people around me to make sure that I'm good. Is it you you gotta ask your dad for money still? Me, nah. <laughs> no, if he got the money, like I got I, know, I, got, I got I got my own money, but trust me. But I got financial advisors too, yeah. and you be like, hey, you gotta shoot me 50 racks. I, like, mean, I just grab myself. He asked me for money. No, no, it's not even that. No, like I bless my people. I bless like my my mom, my pops. I've blessed them so many ways because they've done so much for me. So um, yeah, I feel like they don't even have to ask. I just bless them all the time. Yeah. Like you see, with my car, my my dad drives now. My mom drives. Um, the house they're building right now. You know, all that is just look what they've done for me. You know. How long did it take for you to get really rich hmm. fighting? To be honest, I, it's subjective. Me and Mike even talked about this, because when I was in, when I came back from China, I made a lot of money, and then I was losing it because then the Chinese company I was fighting for didn't want to give me any fights anymore. And then shout out to Engage because they hooked me up. Um, Ash hooked me up like a a spot before my UFC debut because I was running out of money. But the moment I I realized I was rich was when. I never had to go, yo, can you give me $20 on number five, please? I'll just fill my car up. And that's when I was, that's like my indicator to know like I'm good. So as long as I can fill my car up every time, I'm good. And I haven't had to ask for, you know, can I get 50, just, just $15 on number <laughs> This yeah. is the last question for me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that follows you understands, one, how great your gym is, city kickboxing. Yes. Uh, Volk. Uh, Kai Kara Fronts, uh, obviously you. Um, 
they have video of you watching Kai fight Brandon Marino, and then also video of you guys in the locker room, and you're still telling him, like, just basically telling him that he's still worth everything he was worth before he walked out to the octagon yeah. that night. You know, we're in this big old house, man, and it's not just you here. Right? It's not just like, oh, this is Izzy house. This is a family house. This is a, a team house. When you walk into the octagon, like you said, and they, and they shut the gate and they put the latch on, like you're in there by yourself, but I've watched. It's a team accomplishment. Yes, sir. What would this team accomplishment of beating Alex mean for all of y'all? To be honest, I'm not, I'm not even putting it on him. It's just the accomplishments of, of, of where we are as a group, because you have to realize like we're a team who wasn't government funded. You know, the, the bureaucrats from NZ, they don't really fuck with us, to be honest. When Dan had to fight during COVID and they let all the other teams have their own quarantine spots, we had to sneak around and train. And they were constantly trying to shut our, our operation down. Journalists taking pictures sneakily. Um, so it's not really about them. We're, we're doing this for the people that support us, regardless if they're from New Zealand or from Australia, you know, Yugoslavia, wherever. Um, but what it would mean for the team is just keeping what we already know. We're the best. We're still the best. I mean, it's subjective. You can say, oh, this. And there's one point they had us as like the, the most winning team in the world in MMA. You know, yeah, that was that was when we burst onto the scene and just taking over everything. And we've taken some else since then, but I still feel like we're the best. Even Kai, I've told him this and I've said this on record, the way he attacked that last camp inspired me. Mm. I've been in the cold water every day, every day for this camp because I see what Kai did. I see the way he did it, the way he attacked it. Um, it inspires me, you know, Volkanovsky, the way he conducts himself now and he's starting to blossom as a champion. He's like, nah, it's like, New Zealand has this weird fucking, or Australia even like, of like being humble as like being subservient, like, oh, he's humble. But that's like, it's not really humility. It's just like you're trying to lowball yourself and sell yourself short to make other people feel comfortable. But I like the fact that Volk right now is just like, nah, he's speaking his truth. He's still, a, he's, a, he's a real humble guy. True humility, not fake humility, true humility. But when, after this last fight, he's like, pretty much was telling his kids like, you know, get your shit together if you want a strap or shot at the strap. You know, I like the fact he's speaking that way. He's speaking like a champion. Yeah. So yeah, um, I take inspiration from everyone on this team and I make sure I give them their flowers while they're here. I, I tell everyone, all my teammates, uh, even there'll, there'll be a moment I'll, I might be on the bike with, you know, Dan and I'll just tell him like, you know, I think this about you, right, 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 I respect you. And I give people their flowers while they're here. Cause you know, as we know, you never know when you're gonna go. Yeah. Man, listen, bro, I can't wait Saturday night. Madison Square Garden, UFC History, rewritten, yeah. Listen, man, we wish you the best. Thank you Thank so you. much for sitting down This has been awesome, man. man. I like This is the most comfortable interview I've had. Yeah, I wish all interviews could be like this, just so I'm like, ah, kick back, relax. So thank you guys, I appreciate it. I wanted it, to ask man. you too, I know we're yeah. wrapping up. Yeah. You watch football coming up? See, I don't have a chance to watch sports. I never really got that bug, even on Nigerian. Soccer was never no, my thing. Christian Okoye, Nigerian no. nightmare. Nigerian Nightmare, Kamaru, I know, oh, no, I, know, I know him, yes, I, I've seen him. No, so I know, I don't follow sports, but I follow greatness. Okay. Mm. So there's certain guys I follow, even on Instagram, like example, um, who's one? Paul George, you know, I yeah. met him and he was a fan, so I follow him because I see he's doing great things. Um, who else? Uh, what's his name? Zion I was watching for a while, just because I see greatness in people. LeBron James, I always watch this because right. he's great. He's a great, so I don't really follow sports. 
But certain individuals that are great, I just tap into them because I like to recognize greatness in them. That's what's up. Man, we yeah. appreciate you, though. That was dope, right, bro. That was yeah. cool. Bless you. Thank okay. you so much, brother. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Can we get a pick before we bounce? Hell yeah. I'm about, I'm about to take one. I'm about to take one. Anyway. Why, why your ears ain't fucked up like everybody? Because I got good genetics. <laughs> really? Good genetics, yeah. That's what it is. Because yeah. you see well, last, The closest I got was this camp. I had a little burn behind here, bro. And but they all thought that, they, that, that I don't have the fucking. Yeah, not me. I like earbuds. Is it because you came from. Kickboxing, like, well, yeah. If, if I did com- wrestling maybe as a kid, right. like a teenager at those years, maybe, but because I'm older now, it's just my ears just. Yeah. I'm oh, great with it, yeah, easy. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.